And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. <laughs> One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. At a brand new dress you're wearing A little black number To catch more than a few men staring Someone special We both know it ain't me Hey Boots and Whiskey Nation, Jim here as always Thank you so much for tuning in today If it is your first time here, welcome Today we have, as you can tell by the title We have Donis Morris on the show today absolutely incredible conversation we had with this guy um quite the career so far guys holy shit um at the top of the show you heard a little bit of his latest single wait till i'm gone i'm gonna give you a little bit more of it at the end of the episode here as well um he's got a new album that just came out this year this life i love go check it out absolutely fantastic eight songs that will just just get you going um super cool dude he's got a lot of good story i, I don't want to give too much away you know I'll, I'll tell you this we talk a lot about kojo and if you don't know who kojo is welcome to i don't know country music i would say um because if you don't know who kojo is man you're missing out anyway um, so yeah, great talking to Donis. Absolutely love this dude. He's got a, he's got a going on guys. Um, he's got some really great music videos too, to some of these videos that are some of these songs he's got to go check out his YouTube. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm a big fan of some of those. And, um, if you go, <laughs> if you go to YouTube, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so Donis, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for letting us play a little bit of, uh, Wait till I'm gone. Um, it'll probably be the song of the day today as well. Um, it is the day before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to all of you here in the States. Um, big thank you for tuning in today. Again, if you're the first time here, we are a little rough around the edges. So if you hear swearing or things that you know might not be safe for work, I apologize in advance. Here is your disclaimer. If you are at work right now listening to this, maybe listen on low or, or something. Um, cause there probably is some swearing involved, um, cause we're New Englanders. Um, we can't help but to swear. Sorry, mom. Um, but yeah, so enjoy the show again, Donis. Thank you so much for coming on, man. You, you're a great, great time to have on this show and we hope to have you again soon. Um, I think that's it guys. Enjoy the conversation and we will wrap it up at the end here. Again, if it's your first time, check us out on all of our socials, 
Boots and Whiskey Podcast. You can find us everywhere and our website, bootsandwhiskeyentertainment.com. Well, guys, without further ado, here's some here's some uh, some words from our sponsors and then our conversation with Donis. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy. We'll see you on the flip side. Flip side. Flip side. Whoa. Whew. Maybe it's the whiskey already. Wow. All right. Enjoy. Cheers. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. All right. Donis, you still there? Yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. Well, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, hell yeah, man. You know, like I said, this is, honestly, this is about you. You know, we, <laughs> we like to take, a, you know, a, a hands-off approach and, you know, kind of let you tell your story and how you get to where you are and what you're doing. And, you know, we'll we'll jump in along the way and dig deep into some things that are, you know, that you bring up and, you know, we'll kind of, you know. It's like two buddies chilling, <laughs> hanging out. I love podcasts. I really do. Yeah. You know, we could do a lot more here than you can do, you know, in a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep, I agree. Yeah. So go ahead, man. Yeah. Who who are you? What you doing? You know, I don't I don't need to know where you were born or when you're you know, all that stuff. But you know, how 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 are we talking today? Yeah, man, I I I'm uh, born and raised in Texas. Um Around the Beaumont, Texas area, so uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that area, but man, there's been a ton of artists come out of this area, and uh, I've just, you know, been baptized with it all my life, and uh, uh, started playing guitar when I was six, and uh, man, ended up getting into choir just because some cute girl asked me to. (laughs) Those those cute girls. Yeah, 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 they're Did I lose you? Hey. Hey, bub. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what happened there. You might have, I don't I'm know. not sure either. I was afraid um, if my phone went to sleep, does it cut it off? Oh, it could have. No. Yeah. The, uh, or it could have been, you know, my connection because I'm I... in the middle of the wood. So if the wind Oh, goes, okay. I, I could still hear me, and then I couldn't. I couldn't hear you anymore. Yeah, yeah. We just we just lost connection. No, no big, no big. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we were talking about you know you and where where you, how you were coming up and what you were doing and playing guitar as a kid and the cute girls in Boma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, started playing guitar when I was six and uh, got into choir in, in junior high and a. Uh, got really competitive with it you know and I, I was starting to win some awards and stuff and so uh, fast forward to um uh, i guess college um I, I was going to texas a&m and i came home for the weekend and uh man all already there were there were so many guys from beaumont that had made it and it really made things uh seem, seem attainable it wasn't just a pipe dream because, you know, I, I could actually 
see these guys, you know, that I know make it from here, like Mark Chestnut and Tracy Bird and Clay Walker. But uh, yeah, about that time uh, I was in college, I came home one weekend and George Strait was in town. He was playing at the Beaumont Civic Center. And uh, I went to the show and he came out and uh, everybody went crazy. He steps up to the mic and said, man, it sure is good to be here in Corpus Christi, Texas. I said, my gosh, this guy doesn't even know where he is. This is what I'm doing. He's having a blast. I was so I was sold from that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fast forward a few years, uh, I started I put together a band, and uh, and I I played. Uh, I moved to Atlanta for about five years, and I uh, played at a place called Cowboys Dance Hall. We were the house band. We played there five nights a week, but every Friday night we would open up for a national act. So I got to meet a lot of guys that you know i looked up to and uh, got to watch their show and see what worked and what didn't and what i could maybe incorporate into my show and uh so uh, i came back and i opened up for this this guy in jasper texas named cody johnson i'd heard his name but <laughs> i i didn't i didn't really know any of his songs and uh, Wait, i got there. cody johnson <laughs> yeah, who's Cody Johnson, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was uh he was doing sound check when I came in and I was just freaking blown away. I was like, oh my gosh. So uh he and I hit it off that night. He ended up hooking me up with his producer Trent Wilman. And uh so the rest is history. That's that's how that's how we're talking today. <laughs> now, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit here. Sure. Um, so you go to Atlanta. Was there a reason you went to Atlanta? Was were you chasing something? Was something chasing you? Like there, what there was Atlanta? there was an opening in the house band. There was a guy from Texas that was over there that was moving back to Texas, and they they wanted somebody similar to him, a hat act, you know, as okay. back then. And uh, it was Marty Hedden is who it was. Um, he, he moved back to Dallas. And uh, so the bass player was from my hometown that had been over there playing with him. So he gave me a call and he was the band leader. And so he's the one that offered me the job. And I jumped on it because, uh, man, it, it was just a great opportunity for me. Um, and, and I did. And I did grow. It's probably the best thing in the world for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that's how I ended up there. Now, how big was this place that you were the house band for? Oh, it was humongous. I think it oh, held okay. thirty two hundred people. It was three. Oh, oh, I mean, it's just humongous. It's one of those. Damn. It's one you don't pass up, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, you know, it kind of amazes me because you know we're up in where I am. I'm in Massachusetts, and we don't have things like that. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. You know, it's small clubs. It's you know things like that. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a know, huge dance hall. Right. And, uh, right. You know, and and up here, unfortunately, we don't have that. We really don't have that hard hmm. talk. You know, where every night of the week it could be crazy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back then, uh, that was the thing. The, those big dance halls, they would have a house band and. You don't really see that anymore. You know, them open for business five nights a week. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see that anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you definitely don't see that up here. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not even a thing. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because you know it's it's funny. I, I you know, I I mention it and bring it up because you know up here, you know, country music is in the last decade or so has really become a thing right Mm -hmm. okay you know we we have country bars that have popped up and you know do well and um but yeah it's not unfortunately it's not like that it just isn't and i'm not even sure that it could be well uh yeah it's just a different culture uh yeah it's always been huge here i mean in fact that the younger i was the bigger it was i mean it was i mean in the 90s i mean it was just that was a, sometimes there would be they would be open six nights a week and just be making a killing. I mean, those right. places would be packed six nights a week. So, um, yeah, that was that's kind of where I'm coming from. <laughs> but no, yeah, there's two different cultures there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. You know, we it's funny because we have we have some great local local acts. Right. And unfortunately, you know, some of them can't fill a room. You know, and it it's unfortunate yeah. because they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that is, um, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, I can't put my finger on what it is. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of it is attention span of people and, you know, not a lot of people do a lot of digging, you know, unless you're really, really into something. Um, this is true. Yeah, it's, true. it's wild. It's wild to me. There seems there seems to be so much more, so many more options for people to do these days than there was back then though. Yeah. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like it's like Wednesday night and it's like, Hey, what do you want to do? Hey, let's go down to the honky tonk. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you're in Massachusetts, that's probably not an option. So yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of the times it's like, you know, it could be a Wednesday night and it's like eight fifteen, And like, if you have nothing going on, even during the summer, it's like, Hey, what do you want to do? Oh, we can't do much because everything closes at 10. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I guess we're staying home and getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Um, So so how long were you in in Atlanta for? For five years. Yeah. Like consistently, not no back and forth like. No, no, no. No, I I stayed there. We were playing five nights a week. So Wednesday through Sunday, um, we were on and it was. It was all night. It was till two o'clock in the morning. So, um, yeah, Dear. yeah, I, I, I didn't really have time to go anywhere else. Uh, I had Mondays and Tuesdays off. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, during that time, like what years were that? Was that? Mm, that was like the early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. So how how often was your set changing? Was it always depending on you know what was kind of popular and what the hits were at the time or yeah it was it was all cover stuff back then and okay yeah and we would you know playing there five nights a week we had to we had to add songs every week maybe three or four different songs every week and and i wasn't the only singer um they had they had one band but they had two or three singers you know at any time so we, we would trade off sets and so uh yeah yeah i mean you can't sing for five mm. six hours at a time no you? no 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 so yeah that's that saved me <laughs> damn but yeah that's we mixed cool. it up 
mix it up. We had a rehearsal every Wednesday, so we would, you know, we'd have to have <clears throat> new songs prepared each week. And so, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, somehow back then the club got the new singles before anybody else did. Like they got oh, okay. it when radio, when it was pitched to radio that it came to our club as well. So we kind of got an early peek at what was, you know, going to be coming out. So right. that was fun. Yeah. It's not like it is now where people tease their singles for you know, yeah. two or three weeks before it even comes out. <laughs> Sometimes it's over teased, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I've had that conversation with people a million times where it's like, you know, you go on TikTok or whatever, and it's like you hear the chorus or the first, you know, the first verse in the chorus over and over and over and over again. By the time the song comes out, you're like, all right, I'm sick of the song. Right yeah. Now. You're already sick of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, yeah. With keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. Uh. And it's like, and it's like you only have that anticipation of hearing the song in its entirety, and then you hear it once, and you're like, "All right, cool, I'm good." Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need to necessarily hear this song again. <laughs> you know, but some people like it works for. You know, yeah. it's it's actually kind of wild to me on how 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 that has turned out, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so. So at the end of your five years, now, were you contracted with this place for, for five years or was it just, Hey, I'm going to be here until I'm not here anymore. Yeah, that was, that was it. It was a, uh, it was just a handshake deal. And uh, music was really different there. That was the first time I had been outside of uh, Texas, you know, or Southeast Texas for that matter. Um, and country music was different over there. Um, yeah, it was country music. It would, they danced differently. Um, I would say here it is all couple couples dancing and over there, they would make a line dance out of a waltz if they could. So that was really shocking to me. The music was, was a lot different. I kind of missed, um, the more traditional honky tonk, um, and even even some Texas swing, we could you know in Texas we would do Texas swing, and that's always fun to mix it up. And over there, yeah, they they would blow their mind. They wouldn't they wouldn't know what to do with that. So yeah, I was kind of homesick, and uh, I came back, and 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 I came back, and the Texas music scene was taken off at that time. And um, like I said, I thought country music was kind of changing <laughs> to what I consider country. And uh, so the Texas country music scene was another uh, avenue for me to, to sing country. So that's what, uh, <clears throat> that's what Cody was doing. That's what Cody Johnson was doing uh, in the Texas country music scene. And uh, it, it seemed to work out. Uh, they made enough noise that, 
Nashville took notice and started signing up Texas country artists. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, and it's wild because, you know, I, I say all the time that, you know, typically the best artists are coming out of, you know, that area, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Yeah. You know, that, that whole red dirt scene is just, you know, it, there's still country music there. Yeah. It, 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 it seems like uh, the artists that come out of this area, uh, by the time they're on radio, uh, national radio, they have their uh, they have their niche already. They've they've been around, you know, touring Texas. And if you can tour Texas, I mean, you can stay busy. I mean, it's 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 just huge. Right. Uh, and you can just make a living playing in Texas. But they're very they uh, they're very seasoned. And they they're they feel comfortable in their skin. Um, they don't need um, PR guys trying to make them marketable. Or you know what I mean? They yeah. they are yeah, who yeah. they are. They are who they are. Uh, by the time Nashville gets to them, and so uh, yeah, I think it's 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 pretty neat that way. Yeah, it's very genuine. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you had mentioned. Um, you know, opening for for Kojo. What was what was that like? Did you ha- had you known who he was leading up to that point, or were you just well, you know, like who the, who the hell is this kid? That's yeah, I had heard his name before, but I I didn't know any of his songs, and uh, I'm embarrassed to say that. But uh, like I, I had been in Atlanta for five years, I didn't know what was up. so i get back and i'm i've got this band you know and somehow we got booked to open for him and um heard his name didn't know any of his songs and i was just blown away at the time he had um he had just quit his day job he had been working at a prison in huntsville and was so nervous didn't know what was going to happen uh I'd, I'd say it worked out well for him <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah i mean yeah yeah it sure has but it's cool uh that's that's another another difference with uh texas country artists they're more um inclined to help each other yeah yeah they i mean he didn't have to he didn't have to give me his producers, you know, contact info and let me name drop him, you know? <laughs> right. Right. No, absolutely. But he did. I absolutely. mean, it, it, if you're in Nashville, it's, a, it's a little more cutthroat. Yeah. More competitive. And so, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. I'm yeah, so, there's... I'm so grateful though. Oh, oh, a lot to Cody. Yeah. Now from, from that moment to now, how much time has passed? Mm. Well, it did take me a while. Once he gave me that contact, I I knew how much it was going to cost, and I knew I didn't have that amount. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was about 2015. So it took me about two years uh, to come up with money. I actually, I actually refinanced my house. And uh, had the money ready, and then I called Trent, his producer, and uh, told him that Cody had given me his number, 
of course I did, you know, I got his voicemail and <laughs> I was like, man, I'm never going to hear from this cat. The very next day he called, he had, uh, I guess he was screening it and, uh, did, did his, you know, some homework on me and, uh, he called and said, Hey man, uh, I got your message and yeah, I want to work with you. So that was about 2017. So we recorded and I think my first little EP came out maybe the end of 2017 or beginning of 2018, somewhere around there. Damn. Yeah. So, so when that, before all this happens, right. And you're doing, you know, the stuff in Atlanta and then you come back home and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Are you like, just, I don't want to say hoarding, but are you just holding on to like songs that you're writing and just have, just have a stockpile of things that you, that you could, you know, go in and cut and put out. Believe it or not. No. Oh, okay. No. And here's another neat little deal. It seems like every time I've gone into the studio record to record, it's been right after Cody got out of the studio. And so <sighs> there was a ton of songs that was pitched to Cody that, you know, he didn't, for whatever reason, didn't end up putting on, he didn't end up putting, put them on their, uh, putting them on the album. And so, yeah, I got me some hand-me-downs and I'm grateful for that too. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, okay. Then, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong. So some of these songs that you have out that have been on EPs or albums have mm-hmm. been songs that were held for Cody that Cody didn't necessarily, I don't want to say want, but didn't record for whatever reason. And then yeah, if they, they were did... sent to you, been like, Hey, do you want to do these? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, if, if if they didn't really fit the style of what he was doing on that particular album, you know, he just didn't put it on there. And so uh, with us having the same producer, you know, he's like, well, uh, do you, would you want to do it? And I'm like, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, if it's good enough to be pushed, pitched to Cody, it's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and there there are some songwriters that I've I've uh, made some great relationships with. Uh, one of them is Martin Nestler. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Martin Nestler. Martin Martin Nestler's from my area, uh, but he's been in Nashville for the last twenty thirty years. But his uh man, his first hit that he wrote was um, Tim McGraw just to see you smile. Stayed at number one for six weeks. <laughs> then he had two George Strait number ones, and yeah, I mean it's just killer. So, uh, so this guy sucks at songwriting, is right, right, yeah. right. Cool. So somehow, uh, he took a liking to me, I guess, because we're from the same area, and started pitching me all kinds of stuff as well. So. Yeah, I've been really lucky with that. So, because uh, I'm, I don't, I don't fancy myself as a songwriter. Now, okay. I, will, I will co-write with with uh, with Martin Nestler or even Trent Wil- Wilman, but because uh, they're songwriters, they have publishing deals. I I I have a I have a good ear for songs. I know I know what I think is a hit. I know what fits me. I I know how to stay in my lane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good combination. You know, isn't it? I find it so interesting and fascinating how that is such a thing in country music where, like, you know, you, you see it even with, like, George Strait, right? Where it's like, you know, 
um, you know, anybody that knows really anything about the industry, like knows that that's, that's the case most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, you have, you have a big personality or a front person or whatever. And it's, you know, it's nine times out of 10, somebody else's song, you know, I mean, <laughs> think about all those Dean Dillon hits that, George, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah. you were, if you were to think of like a regular person, Hey, Hey, that's a Dean Dillon song. They'd be like, no, it's not. It's a George Strait song. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, but. Dean, yeah, that's Dean stuff. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, would, I would venture to say that uh, George Strait would not be George Strait without Dean Dillon. Right, right. Now, do you do you kind of have that same sort of feel with the people that you, you, oh, know, you work with? Oh, definitely. Uh, there's, yeah. there's. Man, I have no business getting the quality of songs that I'm I'm getting between uh, the songs that were pitched to Cody, uh, <laughs> and then songs that you know have like a dozen number one songs already. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, I have no business getting any of the material because I'm I'm really nobody. But um, I've been very fortunate. Very, very, very fortunate. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other artists that are like, "Man, this isn't fair." I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. he's getting I'm he's sure. getting all these good songs. It's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you are a phenomenal, you know, singer and presence and all that. But <laughs> yeah. you know, at a certain point, you know, you yourself, you must, you must have to think to yourself man, was I at the right place at the right time. You're exactly right. I, I don't know how many times I've said that. Now we got to thank our friends on the North Shore, the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of the Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm just very grateful. I, I've stood on the shoulders of several people <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to fast track where I am. Um, this, it's, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really it, blessed. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, especially people I've talked to, like, you know, they're very, sometimes they're very like shy to be like, well, if it wasn't for so-and-so, I wouldn't be where I was, where I am, you know? And I, I wonder if that's a, an age discrepancy or, or whatnot, but, you know, I, the, a lot of things in life, not even just in music, but you know, sometimes you don't get where you're going without the help of somebody else. Like yeah, you can't, you're exactly you can't, right. You can't do it all by yourself. You can't. You really can't. Um, and I, I'll be the first to admit how, how blessed I've been with just being in the right place at the right time, like you said. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, again, there's zero things wrong with that. I don't mind admitting it either. (laughs) Right. And I think that, you know, that's, that's huge. That is honest to God. That's, that's huge to be able to be like, yeah, you know what? 
I was in the right place at the right time. I struck while the iron was hot. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you are running a business. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and what are you going to do to keep your business surviving? You're going to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, right. right. (laughs) I, I think that's what's funny about this industry too, where like everybody is, you know, most people are just so like, oh, I've, you know, I've worked so hard and I've, you know, look at all what I've done. And it's like, yes, absolutely. You know, but, you know, have, have some humility and just be like, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, so-and-so, I, exactly. I, I, I'd still be, <laughs> you know, I'd still be bartending. Seven yeah. Minutes a week. I mean, you know, there's, like, there's so many talented, even way more talented guys than I am that are still struggling to get, I mean, they just didn't have the opportunities that I had. Right. Like I mean, they're all over the place. Right. Right. And and again, that's that's okay too. You know, it it is what it is. It I I honestly I applaud you for your your demeanor and your your acknowledgement of <laughs> of who you are. You know, you are and I love that. You are authentically you and that's what I love about this conversation and this is what I've always tried to like portray through this show where it's like at the end of the day you know, you're just a guy who can sing really well, you know, that has gotten great opportunities and there's no bones about it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean that, you know, there's, I wish there were more guys. I say guys, but because you're a guy, but like have, have that authentic country voice where it's like, you know, exactly the type of song you're gonna hear mm-hmm. from the from the word go yeah yeah I, I i feel what you're saying and uh i i think the same thing about the people that i listen to there's 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 a reason that i like them because they're they're uh they feel comfortable in their skin and they're to me they they play real stuff not uh, i don't know it just seems like here lately maybe the last decade maybe uh, stuff coming out of nashville just i don't know whether it's the artist pushing it or the the label pushing it but i mean it they want everything to be like a tailgate or something you know Mm -hmm. and it's very shallow songs um not much thought if it's got a um some catchy hook on there that's all that matters or some beat i I don't know that's not country music i want to hear real stuff yeah by real people so uh that's what i'm yeah and i you know i think that's i think the pendulum's starting to swing that way you know you especially with the you know you see the rise of cody and Mm -hmm. people like zach bryan and you know charles russell godwin and you know these people that are singing real songs you know yeah and with the way the internet is, you know, you can find whatever you want. <laughs> you can. <laughs> That's not always been the case, but I mean, you can now. It's uh, right. it's wild. Yes, it it certainly is. It certainly certainly is. It's it's crazy. Now, do you? <sighs> let's say you don't go to Atlanta, right? And let's say you try to start this thing in the early two thousands. You know where you mm-hmm. are now. Yeah. What do you? Th- what do you think things would look like? Um, it's hard to say. 
I, I mean, I think I would, I would have still saying out. I, I don't think I would have uh, been as far along in my progression because I learned a lot while I was. I mean, every week we would open for somebody. And when I say this place is huge, I mean it is humongous. Each one of us in the band had our own dressing room. Damn. Yeah. So when we would open up for artists, uh, I had to share my dressing room with the main artist. So, um, so yeah, I really got to know them and pick their brain and, and learn from them. So, uh, I think that, I think that was a huge advantage for me. I think I would have still, you know, if I would have stayed in Texas, I would have been part of the Texas music scene. Yeah. But I don't think I would have been a, a, um, as far along as I was after going to Atlanta. That's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. I, I, yeah, again, you know, I love how, how much you, you are aware of <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's actually, it, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like I, I, you know, every now and again, you get, you know, I get into these kind of conversations and you know, when somebody's bullshitting you, that's like, oh. <laughs> you know, but I, I love that you're not like that. I love how authentic you are and how real you are. You know, and Thank again, you. you know, that, that it's, it's going to be a Texas thing. You guys know what the hell's going eh, on. We're just, I guess we're just comfortable in our own skin. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, y'all down there are definitely built different. Look at you saying, y'all. I like that. Yeah, you like that? You like that? It's funny. My uh, <laughs> my wife yeah, laughs at me every time I say it. And, you know, she's like, you're such a phony. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I'm full, full of shit. It's not even funny. You know, I, I, got, a, I, you know, I got a cowboy hat. Yeah. I got a couple of bears and boots. And I think, you know. I watched a couple episodes of Yellowstone. I'm ready to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like whiskey. I can do that too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll we'll watch Yellowstone. Speaking of which, you know, we'll watch Yellowstone. I'll see the rancho deck. I can do that. My oh, yeah, be like, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't last 37 seconds in there. And I'm oh, like, true. Man. That's also very accurate. You, you know what? Speaking of Yellowstone, I think that was a huge part of uh the pendulum starting to turn back i think being cowboy is cool again because of yellowstone yeah yeah and and you know what taylor sheridan has been able to do with you know a lot of these artists and putting their music out on on their show you know these independent artists that aren't in nashville yep you know um, you're exactly right we (laughs) i mean think about it think about it whiskey myers being in season one you know they you know unless you know they're there you wouldn't know who the hell they are right you know and then with you know, a couple seasons later with Shane Smith and the Saints. And like, it's just, it's getting people that are watching the show to pay attention, you know, if, and really with an audience that maybe wouldn't be paying attention. You're right. And there's a certain style that they're looking for. <laughs> Trust me, I know, because we we pitched two songs to them. <laughs> oh, okay. They, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this is a home run. And we're like, nah, it's too commercial. What oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking for what they call a uh, campfire cowboy. And I'd never even heard that term before, but I'm like, okay, well, I, 
I don't sound like Ryan Bingham, so um, if, this right. were, if this is what you're looking for, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, not a lot of people do sound like Ryan. Yeah. At all. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of you know let let's make country music sad again. But like, you know, I like it. <laughs> he fucking he he like he makes me want to take a cold shower and cry. <laughs> You know, and it's like, dude, you, you're hitting way too close to home, Ryan. Like, yeah, cut, cut it back, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we we uh, we pitched two songs to them, and um, both of them were turned down. So that, that would have been another huge opportunity just to be on. Right. Yeah, right. my gosh, that would have, man, yeah. So not everything you know, not everything works out, but. Uh, but you know what? That's all right. But it it surely hell won't if you don't even try. So that that is true. That is one hundred percent true. Um, yeah. Now for for what you're doing and your sound and in all that, um, are you not even your sound? But for what you're doing, are you strictly staying within Texas limits? Are you looking to venture out? Like what is what does all that look? Like? Oh no 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 yeah we're. <clears throat> And we're definitely venturing out. Uh, I've got, yeah. I have, I do have a, a record, record deal uh, from Nashville, and so, yeah, our stuff is being played all, all over the place, not just in Texas. So, um, um, we're getting tour dates. You know, I'm, I think here in a few months, I think we're in like Nebraska, and then. Denver within just a matter of a couple of days. I mean, so it's, it'll, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot more than just Texas, but I have been up to this point, it's been mainly Texas, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we are venturing out. But like I said, a while ago, Texas is so freaking huge. And I never realized that, realized that until I went on radio tour this past year, I, I left my house and I was, I had to uh, make my way up to South South Dakota, mm-hmm. and I drove as far as I could drive that first day, which was Lincoln, Nebraska. It was twelve hours, and uh, so I got back from my radio tour, and we were the following week we were shooting the video for "Long Live the Cowboy." I mean, uh, not "Long Live the Cowboy," but uh, "Going Going," and it was in Borger, Texas. Do you know that it took me the same amount of time to drive from my house to Borger, Texas, as it did from my house to Lincoln, Nebraska? Holy shit. Yeah. I was still, I never left the state. (laughs) Yeah, that's how huge Texas is. You know, and it's funny you say that because it's like, I, I try to, you know, up here in the Northeast, like everything's pretty close, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I try to explain that to people. Like, if I leave my house right now and I drive three hours. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. And they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've... 
been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out, 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. Southwest-ish? I'm going to mm-hmm. be in Manhattan. Oh, wow. You know, and if I drive five hours, I'm in Philly. If I drive, you know, another four, I'm in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, was, I drove 12 hours and was still in the same state. So uh, yeah, right. <laughs> if I if I left here and went west and drove twelve hours, I think I'd be in Ohio. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> like that's wild to me. Yeah. It 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 really puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, it but, sure does. You can you can sure absolutely does. make a living and not ever leave the state of Texas. I mean, there's there's a there's a ton of Texas artists doing it. But um yeah. It was pretty now, opening to me. <laughs> yeah. Now, for those, I mean, for those artists that, you know, ne- necessarily are leaving Texas or don't need to leave Texas, is, are there any that stand out to you that, you know, have the potential to branch out and be bigger if they just left? Absolutely. There's, there's a ton. Yeah. Um, I mean, just... I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, I mean, just in the last couple of years, they've been, um, obviously they did, you know, Cody Johnson, but then they, they pulled Parker McCollum and then Randall King. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's a ton of them that could be plucked up at any time that, that, that have it, you know, make, make it enough noise in Texas that, would be successful elsewhere damn damn it's it's wild you know it's for yeah you know i can't even imagine a regional act being that big that they could just stay you know in massachusetts or new england and (laughs) you know and like and uh, you know there are there are artists there are regional artists that that do it and you know all that but like man like they're not filling you know like cody johnson right for just for argument's sake like sells out the houston rodeo you know and really at the time more or less as a regional act do do you know how he he ended up with that do you know the story behind that i don't know so it was it was on two days notice it was on a wednesday night houston livestock show and rodeo uh Originally, Old Dominion was uh, set to play that Monday. They had a death in the family and had to cancel. Oh, yeah. And so uh, Cody was in with all the radio people. Um, and so he got called. But mind you, he's been, you know, <clears throat> he was tearing it up in Texas already. So. In a, in two days' time, they put a show together and still pulled in fifty six thousand people in two days' notice. Yeah, originally this was Old Dominion, but uh, yeah. So the following year, they they booked him. They booked Cody, you know, from the get go, and he sold the sucker out. It, yeah, it just freaking blows my mind. You're a, a regional act like that doing that. But the, yeah. that's how big Texas country is. <laughs> right, right. 
Right. Like, like I said, like, I can't, you know, again, there's some great guys and girls out here, but I can never, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom them selling out, you know, like up here, like Gillette. Yeah. You know, yeah, it would never, exactly. it would never happen. It would just never happen. That That's a good comparison. Cause uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And it, and it just, it, it made you just sit back and say, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And, like, I'm mean, there's other guys like Aaron Watson that have done the same thing. Right. Right. I'm not sure if you know who Aaron Watson is. Oh, but, yeah. Yep. Uh, this, this dude, no record deal. No, nothing. Had a number one Billboard album <laughs> and selling out, <laughs> selling out arena yeah it just it just blows my mind yeah yeah it it because it, it is it is exactly it, it is mind blowing <laughs> it you know and then you know because you know, we because we're talking about cody you know like i've seen cody now he up up this way a couple of times yeah and you know he's playing you know ultra smaller you know small arenas i mean some of them sell out some of them don't, you know, but it's like, it, it's like that, like, wow, you know, it, it just goes to show how, how it works, you know, how, yeah, you may be the biggest thing in Texas and in that area, but you, you know, you still have to prove yourself. Elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with you there. Um, he, 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 I think he did that and I think he's proven himself and, mm-hmm. uh, He's he's getting as big everywhere else as he's been in Texas. So yeah, yeah. You know, it it I have I have my Cody Johnson theory, and it's you know because he has grinded for so long, and I'm I'm probably totally off base, but this is like you know the the New Englander in me wants would love to see this where like <laughs> he has grown his base, and you know was told no by Nashville so many times that now that he's finally getting yeses or you know whatever you know that you know in a couple of years or whatever he says you know all right nashville go excuse my language go fuck yourself mm-hmm. and you know like i think that would be the the biggest texas thing in the history of music nope willie and Waylon did it <laughs> right 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 pretty much yeah right. that's exactly what they did <laughs> right that's a, you're absolutely right and i mean those two were, you know, still iconic. You know, yeah, I, I think Not, they were the the fathers yeah. of Texas country, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yep. They, you know, it's it's awesome to see. It's great. <laughs> um, so, so I know you've put out an album. What spring of this year? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it was the spring, wasn't it? Yeah, we had we had the uh, the first single off of that album come out last summer so yeah it's oh, okay yeah <laughs> but uh the, the album itself didn't come out till this spring yeah it's funny how all that works it, it messes up my timeline too yeah i'm i'm sure i'm sure so now when when that single comes out in the summer of 22 mm-hmm. is the album done at that point oh or... absolutely yeah we we, yeah. we were done okay. everything was in the can ready to go all we needed to do was to make videos for the singles that we were going to release. And we, we were 
we were filming the first video, uh, One Drink In, which was a blast. I don't know if you've seen that that video. It's uh, it's pretty steamy. Oh, that one. Yeah, oh. yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I was going to, I was actually going to bring that up, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait to see what you say. And yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What I should say. I'll, I'll leave it with, it was steamy, but um, we came up with the idea to do a trilogy of songs. We had songs that we had in mind to release to radio that we thought were radio friendly. Yeah. And realized that they lent themselves well to Oh no. Did I lose you? Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Hey there. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I think it is. Uh, no, it's all good. I don't. I wasn't sure what happened. Yeah, uh, I, I looked up and my phone was dark. So, uh, uh. yeah. I don't know. I don't know at what point it went dark, and whenever it's all good. Feel. It's all good. So I was uh, I was talking about the the one drink in video that we were recording. Yeah, so we came up you with were doing it. the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, one drink in. It was it was more that the couples in their infatuation phase, and uh, they don't really see any. You know, any faults in the other person yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is perfect, yeah. and and so uh, uh, by the time going going comes out, uh, it's as, you know we 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 did it shot another video, and it's the same cast of characters, it's the same couple, and they're 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 running into to obstacles. She you know he works on a ranch, and she works uh, for a company that makes her travel a lot, and. Uh, he, you know, she's she's out of town a lot, and he can't always reach her easily. And you know, he's starting to, you know, have some questions. And then, yeah, by the time wait till I'm going out, which is the single that's out right now, uh, yeah, they they hit rock bottom, and uh, she's ended up <clears throat> having a relationship with somebody from work, and. Uh, he at the end he ends up you know going to a bar and finding a waitress that he was interested in too. So they they both end up with someone else. So, but it was I mean it's real life and uh, stuff that stuff that happens and uh, so we thought it would be cool to 
to to do a trilogy of videos like that. I don't think it's been done a whole lot. So, I mean, it's definitely a an awesome premise, and you're right. It is. It is kind of not kind of. It is. Revealing. <laughs> you know, people people know people or have been through situations like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not everything is a tailgate party. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, I think that's, again, going back to it, I think that's what makes people enjoy, you know, the stuff that isn't mainstream because it is talking about those things that are real and that yeah. people have gone through. Yeah, I agree you with know, you. And that's, historically, that's what country music has always been. You know, it's always been a, a reflection of what real life is. Yeah, that you nailed it right there. Um, somewhere we, somewhere along the line, we kind of veered off from that, but I think yep. it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. Absolutely. Um, so now with this album that has just come out, what it, what is the plan going forward? Oh, I'm I'm in the studio uh, within the month. I'll be back in Nashville at uh, the beginning of uh, November cutting new songs for the project i mean it never ends i mean you you have to have you have to have something in the can uh ready to go uh as soon as uh wait till i'm gone has run its course so you 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 never want to uh there would be a lull so you always want to have something out and so that's what we're doing okay that's awesome that's so (laughs) great i'm I'm excited for you like i said i love your sound i love what you're doing you know, these songs are, thank you. These songs tell a story and I love it. I love storytelling. I love, you know, I love it all. It's, it's so good. It's so refreshing to hear. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. (laughs) So, so while we, uh, you know, while we kind of tie this all up again, thank you for taking the time here with us today and shooting the shit. It's been, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you and hearing your story. Same here. Yeah, man. I, I look forward to us chatting again. I hope, I hope we do. And, um, you know, obviously before we, before we, uh, go our separate ways here today, I got to ask you about, because we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, about your boots and about your whiskey of choice. Mm. Well, I, uh, I wear Ariat boots a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I find they're the most comfortable, but we are doing a deal with, um, there's a custom boot company out of houston texas called republic boot and uh we're we're designing a donis moros boot that we'll have uh available to sell on uh on our website at donismoros.com along with all of our other merch so uh i've had fun designing that so i'll be wearing republic boots and as far as whiskey Goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's tough because I'll drink anything. <laughs> oh, I love I love whiskey, but if if I'm gonna mm, if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm gonna sit back and, and watch football or something and I wanna drink. Uh, hmm. No pressure. It, it, no well, pressure. It's a, well, I mean, I, I'm, 
of course, I'm going to have Crown and Jack and Jim Beam, but that's the, the lower end stuff that, you know, you mix stuff with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you like, that's what you like. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whiskey is one of those things where it's, you know, you hear, you know, the whiskey snobs are out there, right? But, you know, at the end of the day, if it's something you like, fuck it. You know, that's what you have. Yeah. You that's know? that's what I drink the most of. But, um, yeah, I've, I've had other ones that were like, wow, I don't even need to mix that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are the best ones. <laughs> Those are the best ones, but um, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for being here and, and hanging out and taking the time. And I apologize for some of the, the cutoffs, but you know, I think we handled it pretty, pretty gracefully. I think we did too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, good luck with everything. And we, we wish you the best. We can't wait, you know, to talk again and hopefully we can, uh, we can see you up here in new England sooner rather than later. Oh yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can't wait to, to hang out with you. Yeah, so, hell yeah, yeah. We'll have a we'll have real whiskey together. And yes, <laughs> you can you know you can bring me a pair of those Republic boots. That's fine. Yes, just tell me what size. I'll bring you a pair. <laughs> All right, All right Donis, thank you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your day, and and thanks for joining us. I'm a man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. Also, don't forget our friends over at HogwashAndRhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwash and rhinestones.com. Everything we had together Come on baby please Can you wait till I'm gone Just one minute more Let me grab my keys Get at least One foot out that door Before you start to Burn my memory down Let me get my heart In the car There you have it, everyone, our conversation with Donis, and then a little more of Wait Till I'm Gone. You just heard that here before, before the end, um, the end outro here uh, for you, where we give you a little more information on what's to come. Um, so again, thank you again, everybody, for being here. Donis, thank you for a great conversation. Um, could not wait to get this one out. Uh, what do we got coming up? Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope you enjoy your day. We will not be closed tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, you will still get some insight from the Boots and Whiskey podcast over on our pod, on our podcast, all on our Instagram and stuff. Um, we do have some more reviews to come out about Shane Smith and the Saints and our New England Music Award presentations. Um, on Friday, we have another conversation coming out. Dana Powell will be on the show. Um, we had a great time talking with Dana again. You'll get some You'll also get some music with that one too. I think that's going to be something we do is try to get try to get some tunage from you know people. I've been hearing a lot of feedback where we like the music part, um, and I figure out a way to do it where Spotify, Apple, nobody gets mad at me because I'm not taking it from 
either one of their platforms. I'm using it on, you know, bullshit, all that kind of bullshit. I'm getting it from the artists themselves. So guys, thank you so much for providing that sort of thing. Um, so that's it. I hope you enjoy your Turkey day, everyone. If you are going out tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday and you're going out tonight, please be very, very careful. It is amateur night tonight. New Year's Eve are the two worst nights to go out drinking. Um, I mean, they're the best and the worst nights. Um, if you're old like me, you understand what I'm talking about. And, um, yeah, so just be safe. Um, you know, if you need a, if you need a ride, don't, don't hesitate to call somebody Uber, Lyft, you know, somebody will get you home safely. Don't make your holidays more stressful for your family. It's not worth it. Um, so I'll get off my soapbox, but always guys remember here at the boots of whiskey podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, real country. We thank you so much for tuning us in today, tuning in with us today. Wow. My again, it's the whiskey. <laughs> and um, we'll see you on Friday, y'all. Until next time, cheers, guys. Dana Powell is up next on Friday. Enjoy your turkey day. Gobble, gobble. Good night.